We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Pod Mavericks After Dark. I'm Kirk Henderson, joined by fellow editor over at Mavs Moneyball, Doyle Raider. Doyle, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Kirk. Oh, so just as a precursor, I'm recording this from my hotel room. I have no idea how the Wi-Fi will hold up. I have no idea if we'll be able to actually record this thing. But I had enough people ask me if I was going to do the show, and I got a couple of people at the hotel I'm staying at let me know that they felt the Wi-Fi would be pretty good, and I wanted to go ahead and kick us off here. Um, day one of Summer League for the Dallas Mavericks. Day two for, for the NBA Summer League in general. I am out here just kind of on my own, uh, seeing friends, watching basketball, hanging out. Doyle would normally do this in the past, but life changes have prevented you from traveling this year. But uh, we, we did watch uh, one, I felt like, pretty interesting Summer League game. So the Dallas Mavericks fell to the Oklahoma City Thunder 91 to 80 but in games like this particularly in a game where the Thunder are basically playing four of their like rostered players it it felt like kind of a different talent imbalance um the Thunder just have lots and lots of young guys so the fact that the Mavericks lost doesn't bother me a tick um, I think that there's a whole lot of stuff that we could talk about and I'm, I'm kind of curious as to where you think we should start Doyle um, I mean, I guess, you know, the thing that everyone's talk is going to want to talk about is uh, how did our two first round draft picks look in this game, Derek Lively and Omax? So for me, I was sitting baseline um, and I'm not really used to that perspective. I always watch it on my TV. So you're watching from the sides. And so I got a look at the offense in the first half and the defense. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Whatever. I, I, I definitely got a good look at the offense in the first half and the defense in the second half right up, up close and personal. And kind of starting with Lively, um, 
defensively, I can absolutely see where the Mavericks are, are interested. He is like the, the kind of Tyson Chandler comps I feel aren't really fair to anyone involved. I, like, yeah, I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I don't like those. He's, he's got a, he's a real big guy. Like he's definitely slender and athletic, but he's very, very, very muscular. Um, he's got nice feet too, which was something that, that I thought was, was interesting to watch. Um, and what I mean by that is I don't feel like he was ever plotting. I felt like he was moving around well, adjusting his feet based off of how defenses were attacking him, sliding well. Uh, for a guy who has a reputation of kind of being a big-time fowler, I don't think he was necessarily that bad in that regard. And by the way, guys, I apologize if it's really loud. The only place I could get decent internet in my room happens to be near the the uh, internet or uh, the air conditioning port. Is is it? How is it, Doyle? Can you hear it? Yeah, I mean it's barely there in the background. I think barely there. I don't know if that's true. It, Let me see. If it's I can. it's not like the ice chewing incident. Oh yeah. Well, you know we're never we're never gonna live that down. <laughs> how how um how's this? Is that any better? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this. See, we're a a multifunctional podcast that that's able to adapt on the fly. Um, but I, I did like Lively's defense uh, rebounding. I mean, he's a seven foot tall guy. I don't think he put a body on anybody the whole game. That's something to work on over time as you just get better at it. it, it he's got a, he, he does have kind of an instinct for the ball. At least I felt that way. Um, and I don't know. I, I think by and large, I enjoyed watching him play defense. Offensively, I thought he made some difficult catches on bounce passes on pick and rolls. Uh, he had one really, really good finish. He got fouled on a couple of other attempts. And he threw up one real soft attempt when he got bumped off his balance um, when he was going left. And I'm pretty sure he's right-handed. So it's like when you go left as a big guy, sometimes it's just – it's it's I want to say it's easy, but it's like if you're not as confident in that sort of move, you, throw, you can kind of throw it up weekly and hope to get a call. Um, the criticism on offense, and this is, you know, this is – anybody that disagrees with this, I just say you don't know what you're watching. He cannot set a screen. He has no idea what he's doing on screening. No. Um, he's such a big person and he committed two offensive fouls just with lazy shoulder screens, really obvious stuff too, like stuff that's, that's going to get him pulled out of an NBA game just for, you know, for foul trouble purposes. But Dwight Powell got resigned. Dwight Powell is the best screener on the team. Um, and, and I felt that, that it's, it's something that he can definitely be taught because he's big. He has a good base and I think the good feet plays into it. I'm I'm very like I'm very curious. We have we have Ray Ray Garian in, in the chat saying hard disagree on screens. He was I, I'm sorry, he was awful on screens. And it was like like not just him though, because screen setting is not just a one person skill. It's also a skill where the guards have to use the screen appropriately. And Hardy did pretty good sometimes. But it's like you got to actually let the big get the big guy there, and then set up your defender to run into the screen. So, I don't know. NBA actions sometimes drive me nuts because it's like motion for motion's sake. And and you know Hardy and he had some nice screen and rolls, but the screens itself were not something um, that I was particularly in love with. But again, that's a minor quibble on against a, a Oklahoma City team that was really good. Like they're just good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, you know, he, I thought that Lively played pretty well when Chet was on the floor. Chet is obviously, you know, going to be in the conversation for rookie of the year probably this coming year um, since he didn't play at all last year. 
Uh, but there was one play, speaking to Lively's defense, it was either late in the third or early in the fourth. I don't remember exactly. But they were one-on-one against each other. Lively was defending him. They were in space. And Lively stood his ground and forced a turnover. And I thought that, that was probably his best play of the game. Because, you know, like you said, he missed some bunnies in this game. You know, in the first half, he didn't look as active as he maybe should have been. I thought he was almost playing a little tentative, like playing not to foul, so to speak. Yeah, and like there were some loose balls around him that he just kind of watched. And that's not something you really want to see, especially after, you know, not practicing for a few days and really trying to get out there and set a tone. Um, So I thought that, you know, there's there's – not so much you really want to take away from one summer league game, but th- there was definitely room for improvement that I saw. But there were some, there were some good, and there was some bad there for sure. Yeah, I I will say that the stuff about Chet, I actually probably should have written about more because Chet really kicked the shit out of the Mavericks. Oh yeah, he only did it. Yeah. He only did it when Omax and Lively were off the floor. Yeah, that's very true. And yeah. It, it was there was a bunch of nothing going on when when it was him starting the game. And that was where like and granted this is something maybe we can talk about because Dudley addressed it after the game. But like Dudley played both of them like roughly 15-ish minutes. And I think if they would have played more, maybe they would have gotten a little more burn. Um it, it was it was fun to watch Lively play. Omax, I, I need to watch the game again because a lot of what he did statistically he was pretty irrelevant. Yeah. I think he was three for four from the field with no other statistical contributions. Let me just, just look here. I had it pulled up earlier. Now I can't find it. Um, yeah. He had seven points, three for four, one for two from deep. And uh, he had two personal fouls and was a minus plus four or minus right. four. Sorry. So, you know, I'm That's not, it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not super worried about the plus minus in that regard or anything else. I felt that defensively his effort was outstanding. Like we're talking full tilt pressure type stuff, really, really moving. He was bigger than I thought he would be. Cause I, yeah, no, I, I thought that too. I didn't realize he was that big. He's big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I just, I liked watching him on defense. I felt, you know, he guarded Chet a little bit early on, which was fun. Chet's much bigger than him, taller than him at least. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, I thought on offense, he, he's three for four from the field. He had one miss three. He made one three. He made a fast break dunk. And then the coolest play I thought he made of the game, and maybe it was just because it was right in front of me, from the right corner, he caught a cut, like a chest pass cut, like right in the short corner area, gets all the way under the rim and uses the rim to guard against Chet blocking his shot. And that's sort of – that's like a feel play because at that point in the game, Chet had blotted out the sun. I mean, how many blocks did he have? Because he was nuts. Let's see here. He had – he's only credited with two blocks. Two, yeah. But he had one off Jaden Hardy's face that was really rude. Yeah. And then he had like a volleyball block with both hands up in the air. The, the was, chase down or whatever block. Yeah. It was it was impressive. Um, and I just I thought Omax did a really good job in the limited stuff that I saw, uh, at least in and and I, I would want to watch him again because I felt his effort was like a thousand percent. Yes. And absolutely. I can't ask more for more than a lot of effort, you know. Yeah. I think he caught 
got caught gambling pretty bad on the one play, but other than that, he looked pretty solid. Like I, I want to see more of him. Like, like you, like you said, like this looks like really a really promising player, especially if he's able to knock down those outside shots, you know, I think that's going to be really important. And that, you know, defense obviously is going to get him minutes, but if he can add knocking down, you know, corner threes, uh, that's just an added bonus, especially getting him into the rotation potentially in the coming season. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be interested to see where he plays, three or four, a little bit more. I guess it's probably going to be very matchup dependent. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, but so before we go on to, to kind of talk about the rest of the game, I would like to take uh, a minute to ask you guys to go ahead and like this live stream if it takes you just a second. Liking the stream does a lot to help us out. Uh, while you're down there in that area of the YouTube page, you can also go ahead and hit that subscribe button bit by bit. We're getting more and more subscribers. It's very important. If you're listening on the audio version of the show, thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and do so. Okay, so you know, with, with these sort of summer league games, it's it's easy to like it's easy to say, well, we don't need to take away anything. It's easy to overreact. Like I was sitting next to some Oklahoma City guys, and they were they were kind of funny talking about elements of, of different players. It's just like the Oklahoma City roster is so much more like that, so much more depth. Um, yes. it's, I'm just like, what are you guys even worrying about? This is preposterous. Case Wallace was absurd. Um, yeah, he, he, he's the new Mavericks killer. Like just, you okay. can just book that, that now. That, that, that six, three pointer being a half court prayer is just really, really crushing me. Um, let's see here. So we, we haven't really talked much about Jaden Hardy. Um, I would say in the weeks up to summer league, Jaden Hardy has been the Maverick that the team pushed the most in terms of like what they were the most interested in seeing and what they were hoping for, which I think is a smart ploy, if only because it takes some pressure off the rookies who are not exactly in, you know, like a center and a uh, a wing, uh, particularly a non like dribbling wing, ball handling wing, 
is not going to you know lead your team. It's guards that's going to make the difference. Summer right. league guards tend to make all the difference in the world. Um, now, I will say, having not seen Hardy in person up close since last summer, physically he looks fantastic. I remember thinking last year about how he had a frame to put on a lot of, of muscle, and he's really put it on through the shoulders. Um, somebody in the chat earlier said that, that um, Chet Holmgren kind of owned Hardy, which I think there's an, a good argument for that. I also thought that Hardy did not let that stop him from attacking. He went right um, at him several times, yeah. He took he settled for some threes that I don't love, but like overall, he he did some interesting playmaking uh, with with um, with the aforementioned lively. I just I, I I thought he played a pretty nice game. You know, thirty minutes uh, it, it, shooting efficiency wasn't great, but six rebounds, um, one assist to three turnovers, which isn't great. But you know what are you going to do? Um, particularly if you're operating out of the pick and roll and your roll man only converts one time, um, I. I I just I continue to to be I'm not quite as bullish I think as the median Mavs fan on this who is like absolutely in love with the guy, but I see his quick trigger and sort of just willingness and confidence to be extremely important for the Dallas Mavericks moving forward. Yeah, no, I would agree, and that's something that um, Jared Dudley had said in the week leading up to you know this game mm-hmm. today is that he was going to you know lean on Hardy to be that the guy that starts the offense that he's going to get 18 to 20 shots uh, a game. He got 18 today. He said he was looking for 15 to 16 of those to be really good looks. And like you said, he definitely put up some threes that were questionable at best. Uh, But yeah, he is far and away the, you know, leader of this team right now with his experience at the NBA level. There are some other guys who have played at the NBA level, but not as consistently uh, as he has you know, on, on this roster, you know, you look at, I think McKinley Wright's the only other player with anywhere close to as many games under his belt in the NBA as, as Hardy has. So, and he's played, you know, two seasons. He had played like five games with Minnesota, you know, before he joined the Mavericks last season. Yep. So yeah, like Hardy, you know, Hardy looked good. I think the thing for him is, and, you know, Dudley was harping on this too, is, you know, we know the offense is there, but it's what is he going to do on, and give you on the defensive end of the floor. And, you know, he had his struggles, but he was trying. And I think that's really what you want to see from him. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they might be, what he might be able to do against slightly different competition. I think what's underrated here is that Casey Wallace was guarding him all game. And Casey Wallace is a fantastic defender. Yes. So, what I learned about this, and, 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 you know, granted, they're like one year apart in age, but like good defenders are good defenders are good defenders. I was, I was really just, just pleased kind of with, with his overall game for sure. Um, there's probably one more guy that we should really talk about just because uh, I didn't write about him and I should have, but AJ Lawson, I thought, showed why everyone is so interested in him. Um, the six foot six guard, if that's how tall he is, but his, he's muscular as all get out. Only shot one from four for three, but really played hard. Really, yeah, he, really played hard. He got out on the break several times. You know, he he got that uh, that bucket down there at the end that you know Dudley had challenged, and I thought it that was, was cool. A, yeah, I thought it was a totally a charge, and they went the other way. Um, but yeah, he he asserted himself there in the second half of the game, and that's really kind of the player he is. I, I you know I spoke with him last year 
uh, at summer league. Well, I called him on the phone. I didn't, right. I wasn't out there last year, but I spoke with him and, you know, kind of got the, the gist of who he is and he's really kind of grown as a player. And yeah, there's definitely something there. Does it translate to the NBA level? I don't know yet, but there's the shooting. Sure, yeah. The shooting is just not good enough. Um, one for five on threes tonight. He shot 33%, I think, during the G League. You got to get 38, 30-ish. Like, you got to be kind of 35 north. And I know 2% is not going to make a big difference to some people, and I understand that. I actually think that's why, you know, he's he's one of the Mavericks two-way players right now, and I expect him to um, to stay that way. He is – one of the things I, I, I like that cracks me up is, like, Jaden Hardy's listed at 6'4". I, I went and stood on the court next to him. I am not 6'4". But Lawson was tall. Lawson yeah. felt lengthier. Um, and I know so, – so Cowboy in the chat says the Mavs are super guard heavy, which they absolutely are. But I feel that like some, some of the guys that they have in these bigger guard positions can steal wing minutes here and there if that's absolutely what they need. Um, I'm, I'm just – I'm glad the Mavericks have Lawson under contract. I'm excited to see what he can continue to do. He looks like he's put on a lot of muscle. Um, he, he's a fun guy to watch play hard. Yeah, and that's that's what he brings. It's it's the playing hard for him. Mm-hmm. That you know that's that's going to be his ticket right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of the the you know the the rundown of of most of what of what happened in this game. I will say it's worth kind of talking about like the off court stuff um, a little bit too. One of the things that I found out, at least that I thought was like really cool during this game. Um, I don't know if the Dallas Morning News sent me one. So like, there's open seats along the baseline, which normally doesn't happen. And so I'm getting to sit there in, in the in the um, in the front row, essentially. And there's like a spot reserved next to me uh, for um, uh, like a, a coach, and it's this guy named Bill Bertka. Uh, and about two minutes into the game, he comes and sits next to me. Now, if you don't know who he is, um, he's this he's a 95 year old like a sit like one of the the most decorated assistants like in NBA history. He's one. He's he's been an, an NBA champion as an assistant coach seven times and as an executive three times. He's done a lot of this stuff with the Lakers on and off. Wow. But it was really cool sitting next to him because it, number one, he was since he was like he's really older guy, like ninety five. So I was like helping him like identify certain players and stuff on the court when he was asking who's who as he was taking notes. And then he was just like he would just make little comments here and there where it's like Casey Wallace hits his first three and he's like man. It's like that guy's special. It's like okay, wow. And it's just it was neat sitting next to him there. Uh, also, where I happen to be, um, got to see a lot of the Mavericks come in. The different Mavericks that came to support today, you know, past Mark Cuban, uh, Nico Harrison, and Jason Kidd, which were all there. And granted, I think for as much as I sometimes uh, it was we kind of as a site like regularly bag on like Cuban kind of being there. I also think it's cool that he's supporting in that in that regard. I think the he's player- been to every one every summer league that yeah. you know, we've ever yeah. been out to. So yeah. And then they're, they're, the players who I saw were Maxi, um, Josh Green, uh, Tim Hardaway, whose beard, him and Maxi's beards are so big at this point. Like they're not unruly, they're just enormous. Um, and I thought Tim Hardaway coming is really like absolutely cool because he has to know that he's under trade consideration. Like this is just not, you know, he could be pouting, he could be at home, but instead, no, he's out, he's, he's, he's in the game. Um, Kyrie came, I want to say like midway through the first quarter, which was something, um, just, you know, it was just cool to see an all-star that close. 
Um, it, it, it's just such a fun environment. There were so many people there, Doyle. Like I, I for a Saturday game at noon, both sides of Thomas and Mac were filled out, and then behind it was just, it, it, last. I mean, yesterday was kind of incredible because I'm watching. Um, I got to watch the summer league debut of Wimbenyama. That was at 6 p.m. local time. You basically need, if you wanted a good seat, you needed to have gotten there by like one o'clock. Wow. Like I, I was sitting kind of, um, kind of like kind of on one of the corner sections of the lower bowl, but the upper bowl filled out. Like it was, it was crazier than, than the Zion and the Lonzo ball games. And you and I were there for those too. Yeah, no, I mean, the Zion game was absolutely packed. And then there was the earthquake. <laughs> so that was a super memorable time out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other the other thing that's been really neat, and it's a little thing, and I know, like I was talking to our friend like Jake Fisher just in the hallway, mm-hmm. and these two guys stop him, and they're like, "We love you, Jake. We love watching your show." And like Jake of Yahoo is like, "What you watch? What? Huh? Whatever." And this is so. I, I've I've met a couple of of fans of the show, fans of the site, obviously Mavericks fans, um, just saying hi to me, and I I don't. A lot of people get uncomfortable when they're like approached by strangers. I, I, I talk to like, I don't, I talk to people on the internet all the time. So it's like a, a woman stopped me on the way up the stairs today and she just said, you know, thanks for putting out all the map stuff you do. It's like, it's cool. Like just being, I don't know. Everybody, so many people yell at me for my shitty takes. It's, it's <laughs> nice to, to hear somebody um, pop in and say hello. Were you able to watch any of yesterday's games? Uh, yeah. So I watched um, the second half of the Rockets and Blazers. So I got to see that crazy last shot uh, to win the game. Um, then I watched, you know, Wimby's kind of lackluster debut, but he's a spur, so we knew it was going to be boring. So, yeah, I got to see those two. And I've kind of casually watched um, just what's been on TV today after after the Mavs got finished. Nice. I mean, I, I, I miss being out there. As you know, I, I do really enjoy Summer League's kind of my – my favorite little part of the NBA season because it is just such a fun little bubble and it's huge now. It's crazy. Like I mean, I remember going out there when we were significantly younger and there'd be like no one there at the games. And, you know, our friend Brian would wear his, you know, CCCP Sabonis Jersey and always (laughs) that always uh, draw some attention, but yeah, like it's, it's crazy how big it is. And, you know, I think ESPN probably takes up, you know, 90% of the credentials they give out now when back in the day, yeah. they just kind of let, you know, anyone in, which was fun. That was the fun yep. part of it, but it's still, it's still, it's still a really fun spectacle you know, I, out there. So well, who's impressed? I, I got to see the, the, the whole of that Rockets Blazers game. Mm-hmm. Scoot Thompson impressed the hell out of me. His arms are so stinking long. Like it's like Kawhi Leonard type, like, oh, that's just insanely terrifying. You're gonna be a defensive monster type type dimensions. Um, Amen Thompson, before he rolled his ankle, had a couple of moves to the basket that I felt I now feel much I feel justified in loving him for the yeah, whole year. He looked um, really smooth. Amen was nuts. And it's for Mavericks fans, we should all be happy that the Rockets signed, you know, Fred Van Vliet and 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 the the twenty shot garbage can. Um Mr. Brooks, because um, yeah, I did mean did, I did mean Scoot Henderson. Sorry, guys. I'm it's, I've been talking about these guys for such a long time. Um, just I'm I'm very I'm I'm a little tired today too. Uh, Doyle, Doyle and I were talking before the show. Like I woke up at five 
Vegas time, so I'm used to waking up at seven. So it's like it's been a long day already. Um, there, the Blazers. I think it's just if whether they move Dame or not, they're going to be just so interesting. Like Scoot was just such a fun watch. Yeah. Um, I, I I felt a little. You know, it's one game, but my one game reaction to watching Cam Whitmore play is okay. The Maverick. You know, I, he was small. He was shorter than than Amin Thompson. I, I just I, I thought for some reason in my head I thought he was bigger, um, and what else was it? It was it, there's just like some some you know definitely definitely fun seeing seeing some of these younger guys play. Brandon Miller didn't look particularly good. The women Yama stuff I think was interesting because being in the arena there's like a palpable sense of nervousness for him. Like you could sort of feel oh, yeah. that. Yeah. But I also think that like the first shot he made was this sort of fadeaway after a touch like. It was a difficult pass in traffic on like a fast break where he's running down to get a seal and he shoots a shot kind of like he one he makes the catch which like um, not a, there wasn't a Maverick player in the post that would have made that catch and then he shoots this kind of like weird over the shoulder look that goes in and just he's got the the kind of the body to do this stuff like he, he did a little too much I, I said I kept telling people I felt that the offense was like late stage for Zingasy, where there was like pointless dribbling and pointless post up actions, and nothing really to like let him take advantage of like decisive moves because the Hornets would just send a second guy at him. So I don't yeah. really, it, and and he can't. He's got to be more careful about putting putting the ball on the floor. But defensively, when when the the Hornets would basically send his man to the corner. And it was like watching like Champ Bailey on the Broncos back in the day where they just didn't go to that side of the court while he was there. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. Like I know people really want to have reactions and say that he sucks and this, that, and the other. I, I was, I was thoroughly impressed and I'm really annoyed. The Mavericks have to watch him play or have to play against him for the next several years. Oh yeah. I mean, I wrote that story. Like this is a worst case scenario for the Mavericks. If the Mavericks don't get, get their act together because That's he's, right. he's just down 35 and they got to play him four times a year in that game. I thought uh, his teammate Champagne, I thought he balled out. I thought he looked really sure. good. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm, I'm trying to see who else I'm going to go see. I might go back over there today, but I also might. And you know, we got 150 people here in the live stream on a Saturday night, which wow. is on yeah. about summer league, which is cracking me up. Cause you know, we're not like I, I spent last night. I, I hung out with Nick Angstat a little bit. And we were just like, talking um you know he does all this stuff for locked on like locked on is his full-on job and we we're just kind of talking about the differences and you know he, he's i don't think he's ever seen our show because he's always working which is fine and i just like after i figured out some of the stuff that he's doing because he makes graphics and things for all that i'm like i don't know how to do any of that stuff nick i don't know how to do any of this shit like my show low production value um but i think i might host a live show here if anybody else wants to, to come up and talk after uh, i got a post this to the to our podcast stream and then i think i might come back in about 15 minutes and see if anybody wants to to talk about you know get their takes off i'm, I'm i'd be looking forward to it because it's four o'clock out here i got nothing else i got to do other than maybe get back over there and watch some more basketball so yeah i mean that's 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 the fun of summer league especially when you're out there it's just like well what do i do i guess i go back and watch more watch more right yeah. no for sure well doyle thank you for taking part of your saturday night and hanging out with me absolutely man it's fun to fun to talk to you fun to come on you know like i said i love summer league it's probably a sick obsession mm -hmm. uh I'll, I'll be back hopefully next year all right guys and though i think i am going to do a live show uh so be looking for that posting here in about 15 minutes and we'll go live and do it again um if you haven't subscribed to our show go ahead and hit that subscription button hit the bell too to get notifications for when we go live
Um, almost everything Josh Bo and I do will be live just because it's, it skips the step of having to upload it. I would like to, uh, to talk about um, All right. It's been Kirk Henderson and Doyle Raider, and we will talk with you guys at some point again. Uh, go Mavs.